Locked On Kentucky, your daily podcast on the Kentucky Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, what's going on, Big Blue Nation? Welcome on in to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. I'm your host, Lance Dahl, writer for USA Today for various SEC-related things. But on this podcast specifically, we take a dive into all things Kentucky athletics. Thank you so much for making Locked On Kentucky your first listen every single day. I want to remind everybody that we are free and available on all podcast platforms. On today's episode, it's going to be kind of the hodgepodge episode in between breakdowns, going to be talking a lot. A lot of things, Kentucky basketball, Shaden Sharp, going to be talking player power rankings, bracketology, the platoon system that Coach Calipari has used in... In, in seasons past, I want to kind of discuss, you know, some some things that I've been seeing on Twitter about how the roster has been managed so far this season. Let's go ahead and get into it. Shaden Sharp has been a question uh, among Kentucky Wildcat fans, and we got a couple of questions in our YouTube comments just asking, you know, when do you think Shaden Sharp will play? People on Twitter asking me, when do you think Shaden Sharp's going to play? Somebody noted last night after the, or two days ago, after the Mississippi State game, it might have been before, it's like, well, if this game's not close or if this day game didn't end up being close, I think Shaden Sharp would have definitely gotten his minutes uh, in the second half. And I agreed with him. I said, yeah, I definitely think that he would. Um, and we're just going to go through here, maybe look at some games that he could potentially play in in the future. But just to start off, you know, he signed an NIL deal with Soul, Soul Savvy. So he's kind of immersed himself into the team, right? He's gotten an NIL deal done. Um, but right now, he's projected to be a top 10 pick. According to ESPN, Sharp is projected to go 7th overall to the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, and this is something that I talked about, I believe it was just a couple of episodes, asking, you know, when... When will Shaden Sharp play? The same question. And I came back to, you know, Shaden may be viewing this two different ways. He may be viewing this as an opportunity to go prove himself, kind of build up some of that, some of that confidence as one of the best players in the entire country coming out of high school, build up that confidence, go out there and prove on the court that you can actually perform not only at the collegiate level, but also at the professional level uh, in the NBA and really prove to scouts and everybody that you are capable of of doing what people think you're capable of doing. He could also view this as, you know, right now I'm being projected to go play as a top 10 pick in the NBA. And my play, you know, while I may be confident in it, while it may be excellent, you know, what if I have a couple of bad games and that's all my collegiate film, that's it. And that may bring him down in terms of his draft stock and it may bring down uh, him from becoming a lottery pick to being a mid to late first round pick. If he has a couple of games there where it's just like, yeah, he just wasn't knocking down shots and it just didn't really seem like there was a lot of cohesion between him and the team, obviously, because he's not gotten to play. And I think there would be a lot of criticism from scouts and his draft stock would slowly decline. So that could be something that he's looking at. It's like, okay, maybe if I don't play, I'm still going to get this lottery pick. Those are the couple of ways that I think Sharp could be potentially looking at this. I think Coach Cal wants to play him. Uh, Coach Cal said this just a few days ago. I believe this was after the Auburn game. Said, quote, I wish we just had a bunch of practice time where, you know, I could have two weeks with him. I've told his parents I'm not going to put him in a position where he hurts himself. I'm just not. That is what he said after the Auburn game when he was asked about Shaden Sharp and his availability down the road. Uh, on three is also reported that Shaden Sharp has, quote, stepped on the gas, end quote, as uh, as of late in practice. So 
He's doing things really well with the team in practice right now. Coach Cal said if he just can get some more reps, he's going to eventually find his way. And honestly, I think Kentucky right now needs him more than they ever would at any point this season. Uh, because Ty Ty Washington right now, his availability is up in the air. And Ty Ty Washington was one of this team's best scorers. In fact, I think he was the best all-around guard uh, that Kentucky had on roster. I mean, Coach Cal literally said it. He said, what does he do? He scores the ball. So you say, look, you won't believe this. When you get in, uh, you'll score the ball. That's how we, and if that's how we choose to play Shade and Sharp, uh, that's how we're going to do it. But I'm not sure what we're going to do. Um, just yet. So Coach Cal saying, you know, Ty Ty scores the ball. So does Shaden. If Ty Ty's out, right, in future games, what you could do is you could kind of supplement those Ty Ty Washington minutes with Shaden Sharp. Let him be the scorer. And if you don't feel comfortable with letting Shaden Sharp have 10, 15 minutes, split minutes with Davion Mintz. And I mean, honestly, it's not that hard. Davion Mintz right now has gone from playing really well to now that Ty Ty's not on the floor, he's in a little bit of a shooting slump. And I think this Kentucky team needs somebody like Shaden Sharp out there to kind of provide a little bit of a spark and maybe make Davion Mintz a little bit more comfortable out there. And I know that he doesn't necessarily need that considering he's so experienced, but still, you know, having as many players that are talented enough to get on the court playing as possible is great. Put Shaden Sharp out there. I'm an advocate that I think as, as literally as soon as possible, Sharp should be out there because honestly, I mean, when you look at these next few games for Kentucky, there's not going to be really a better opportunity for Sharp to get in and play significant minutes. And honestly, right now, I think the goal is to get him some of those minutes and then get him more comfortable as March gets here. And I don't think he's going to be necessarily an X factor or anything in March. It's just depth is so crucial uh, whenever it gets to tournament time. I don't think Shaden plays against Kansas. I don't think he, he plays. So then when would he play? Well, look at these next four games after the Kansas matchup this weekend. These may be good for him. Kentucky plays Vanderbilt at home. Then they travel to Alabama. I know what you want to say about Alabama. They've got a good strength of schedule. They've got a talented, they've got individual talented players, but they're not playing great as a team. They don't have a lot of cohesion. I don't know what's going on in Tuscaloosa right now, but Alabama, I mean, that's a game where Kentucky could go in and win by 15 and then put Shaden Sharp in late and then let him play a few minutes against a legitimate Alabama squad. And I'm putting, I'm putting legitimate in air quotes. So Vanderbilt, Alabama, at South Carolina, could easily see Shaden going in there and playing. And then at home against Florida. Now, Florida is interesting because they're 12-7 and seven right now. Um, they've, they've beaten some interesting teams. They've lost to some interesting teams. If y'all have forgotten about the Texas Southern loss that the Gators suffered just a few weeks ago early on in non-conference play. I mean, I think all four of those games, Vanderbilt, Bama, South Carolina, and Florida, those are all games that Shaden could step in for five or six minutes and not hurt the team potentially benefit them greatly if he goes like, what, two or three, two of three from the floor or something like that, knocks down a three, uh, gets a bucket, you know, picks up a couple of rebounds or something like that. I, I can definitely foresee Shaden coming in and being a spark, being somebody that provides efficiency off the bench. And I'm a huge advocate for efficient minutes off the bench. And so honestly, I think these next four games could be really good for him. And then you look after that to wrap up the season. And I don't think there's a lot of playing time for him if he doesn't get playing time right now. Because after the Florida game, you go to Tennessee, you play at home against LSU, you go on the road to Arkansas, you play at home against Ole Miss. Now, you might be able to squeeze them against Ole Miss, but it's the second-to-last regular game of this, or regular season game of the year. So, 
what's the kind of kind of the point of playing them now, right? So Tennessee, LSU, Arkansas, Ole Miss, and then Florida on the road to wrap the season up before you get into the SEC tournament. So right now, over these next four games, I think it's incredibly important that Shaden Sharp finds his way into the rotation for at least a few minutes. I think Coach Cal has got to put him out. Vanderbilt, South Carolina, those are the two games that I'm really looking at. But during this four-game stretch after the Kansas game, I think it's really important to see Shaden Sharp step out there because if he does it now, I don't know if there's going to be a great opportunity to really plug him in Uh, later on. All right, we're going to talk about the player power rankings. We do three players every single week, the three Kentucky players that are playing the best right now, and then we're going to talk about the platoon system uh, that Coach Cal has used in the past in just a second. But before we do that, I want to tell you guys about our friends at NetSuite. All right, this is it, the putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software. To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth with with visibility and control over your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, and more. NetSuite is everything you need to grow, and it's all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. Over 28,000 businesses already use NetSuite. And for the new year, NetSuite has a new financing program for those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com locked. Head to netsuite.com locked for this special one-of-a-kind financing offer on the number one financial system for growing businesses. Again, that's netsuite.com locked. All right, moving along here on the Thursday edition of Locked On Kentucky. Thank you so much for making Locked On Kentucky your first listen every single day. If you're not watching on YouTube, please make sure you go and subscribe, turn notifications on so that you get notified when the next episode of Locked On Kentucky comes out. And hey, if you would if you would leave a review on podcast, I would really appreciate it. Would love to hear your thoughts on the show. All right, player power rankings. We try and do this every single week, trying to do it on a Thursday. I'm going to go through three Kentucky players right that are playing their best right now. Obviously, Oscar Shibway in some shape or form is going to find his way into this top three, into this power ranking system. So he's going to be just kind of a given, and we're just going to kind of watch his statistics rise and decline in, in, the, in the top three from, from here on out. Number one, on this list is actually Oscar Shibway. Over these past two games against Auburn and Mississippi State, he's averaged 18.5 points per game, 18 rebounds per game, 2.5 steals per game, and 2.5 blocks per game, and shooting a very high clip from the floor. Shibway, obviously the most valuable player on this team, one of the most valuable players in the entire country. Kim Palm, right now, I believe he he right now is in the lead to win Kim Palm Player of the Year. If he's not a he's he was a midseason wooden wooden award finalist. If he's not the winner of the wooden award, I honestly would be kind of shocked because I don't think it's going to be Drew Timmy. I don't think it's going to be Chet Holmgren. I don't think it's going to be Jabari Smith. I think right now Oscar Shibway is the most valuable player in the country because you look at those stats, right? You see he scores over eighteen a game. You see he's scoring or he's getting over eighteen rebounds over these past two contests. And then you've got the steals and the blocks and, and all the extra things to go along with it. But what you don't see in the statistics is what you can only see on film. When you go and you watch Oscar Shibway and you see him inside the paint, most of the time he's going to get a touch, right? But it's interesting 
whenever you see Kentucky's guards, Kentucky's other forwards, if they elect to get into the paint or they are just in the half court working with the basketball, if there is a loose ball that they accidentally lose, if a, if the opposing team almost comes away with a steal, if there is a lob inside that's meant to go to somebody else, it's interesting. The ball always kind of finds its way to Oscar Shibwe. It's interesting that Kentucky doesn't turn the ball a lot over, and if Oscar Shibwe was not on, the, not on the floor, I guarantee you there would be two or three turnovers per game that would be added to their average. Every single time something almost goes wrong, Oscar Shibwe is at least there to attempt to make it right. And most of the time he does. You don't see that on the stat sheet. You don't see potential turnovers that were recollected and then by which players. You don't see that on the stat sheet. You have to go and actually watch it for yourself. If you watched the Mississippi State game, if you watched how aggressive Oscar was down low, look, there were so many different times there was like, okay, any other normal team or normal player would have turned the ball over there. or He wouldn't have been able to get that rebound. But he's so talented at grabbing rebounds and grabbing misses and getting putbacks and grabbing loose balls. I mean, it just the ball just kind of gravitates to him. Really impressed with what Oscar Shibwe has done so far this season, as many are. Number two here on the player power rankings, Kellen Grady. He's been averaging over 17 points per game, 17 and a half to be exact, over the past week. Look, Kellen Grady, I said, was going to be really important during SEC play. I said he was going to be very, very, very important. And he's proven over these past two games. Look, he kept the Auburn game close at different times with his shooting ability. And then he knocked down two threes in overtime to ice the Mississippi State game. He is going to continue to, I believe, whenever March get here, gets here, we're going to talk about bracketology in a little bit. I believe he is going to be one of the most valuable players on this team. I think you're going to have Kellen Grady, Oscar Shibway, Ty Ty Washington. And say what you want about Severe Wheeler. He's going to have his day, good days and his bad days. But I think Kellen Grady, in terms of just clutch clutchness, the clutch factor, I think he is going to be somebody to look out for in the SEC tournament, in March Madness, and games moving forward. He is going to be so, so, so important to keep healthy. And honestly, if, if Kentucky continue, continues to feed him the rock, look, he's going to shoot like 5 of 10 from 3 if you, give, if you give him enough time. If you give him enough volume, that is. Again, 17.5 points per game over the last week for Kellen Grady. He is number 2 in the player power rankings. Third player here, talking about Severe Wheeler, having good games and bad games. Well, he's had a stretch of good games recently after his return from his neck injury. He's been averaging 16 points per game, five assists, and shooting 54% from the floor is Severe Wheeler over this past week. And it's really good to see that, especially now that Ty Ty Washington has stepped away because of his injury. Again, from my, from my understanding, I don't know when Ty Ty Washington is going to come back. I would assume sooner rather than rather than later um but if it, again if, if he doesn't it all comes back to what i was saying earlier sharp needs to play like you, he needs to play in these next four games um but severe wheeler has been doing a, an excellent job over these past two games playing playing point guard for the, the 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 wildcats and you know while he averages i believe it's almost seven assists per game i mean for him to be kind of taking over and actually becoming a little bit of a scorer here over these last couple of contests is absolutely great to see for a kid that's so so that's that's undersized at his position, for him to be willing to get into the paint, to get scrappy, to get physical, for him to put himself on the line, his body on the line, time and time and time again, I, I absolutely love the fight that I've seen out of Wheeler, and I really hope that he is able to stay healthy because he's going to also be a key part of this team 
come the SEC tournament and uh, come March Madness. So those are our three player power rankings. Oscar Shibway, Kellen Grady, Severe Wheeler. We're going to talk about bracketology. I know I've been mentioning all these different things about how important these couple of players are going to be whenever the tournament gets here. We're going to talk about the tournament in just a little bit. But before we do that, I want to tell you guys about our friends at Get Upside. All right, Kentucky fans, let me tell you about an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about, Get Upside. If you have Get Upside, as all Locked On Kentucky listeners should, then you will be making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time you fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now and use promo code SCORE and get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to, up to 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Again, just download the app for free and use promo code SCORE to get up to 50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. Today's episode is also brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march through the NFL playoffs and beyond. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. A new year and a new updated desktop and mobile website for you to go to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just go to betonline.ag right now and use promo code locked on to get started. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. All right, wrapping up the Thursday edition of Locked On Kentucky again. Thank you so much for making Locked On Kentucky your first listen every single day. Bracketology. Actually, before we get to bracketology, I want to say this really, really quick. We did not get a chance to talk about the platoon system, so we're going to talk about it here. I've heard some folks complain on social media about Kentucky not playing more guys, not playing more, more players, because some people on social media feel like Kentucky has enough depth to run a platoon system, meaning just rotate guys in and out of, in, in and out of the lineup. In the starting lineup, the, those guys don't get a ton of minutes. Like, everybody gets a touch. And to be honest, I, I think that while Kentucky may have talent on roster, and I'm just going to try and keep this brief here because this was not a huge talking point. I'm interested. If you've got thoughts, leave them on social media. Leave them in the YouTube comments if you've got thoughts on, on this. I, I, know, I know that Kentucky's got talent on roster right now, right? But I don't know if there are a ton of players on roster that can make an impact or are worth playing more than they play right now. I think the front court is definitely definitely the, 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 the big thing I'm looking at here. So Oscar Shebway and Keon Brooks, right? Those are going to be your two guys. Outside of those two guys, Bryce Hopkins, Lance Ware, I just I don't know if those guys are capable of playing more minutes and then playing to the level of Shebway or Brooks. I don't think there's a lot of, uh, of depth there. And it's great that Chris Livingston is coming in next season. It's going to be interesting to see what he does in the front court. I think it's going to be very important for this team next year. But honestly, Shaden Sharp and then C.J. Frederick, who got hurt before the season started, were the, are the only two people I think could make a legitimate impact in, if they were added to the rotation. Again, the front court, de- front court depth, in my opinion, is thin, at least in terms of start, starting, starting caliber talent. I don't want to say that Lance Ware and Bryce Hopkins are bad players. I don't think they are. Um, I just don't think they're capable of being played more and then benefiting this team more. I think they're going to need a little bit more time. I just, I just think they're going to need a little bit more time. And again, Shaden Sharp and, and C.J. Frederick are the only two guys I think that right now, if they were both healthy, obviously one of them's not, they could both play right now. I think they'd be very valuable. 
obviously Frederick as a shooter and Sharp as an overall score. Bracketology here. Kentucky, it's interesting. So Kentucky is projected to play in the East right now, the East region in Philadelphia. Uh, they would be playing in Pittsburgh in their section of the bracket to begin things. But they moved down from a three seed to a to a four seed after losing to Auburn, who is the number one overall seed in the tournament right now. Losing to Auburn and then beating Mississippi State. Now, to be honest with you, I don't quite understand it because Michigan State was the team that moved up above them, and Michigan State just lost. And you may say, well, they lost on the road to Illinois, and it was a one-point win. And you know, Well, first of all, it's a shame they didn't make their free throws at the very end of that game. Uh, but also, at the same time, if we're talking about quality of loss, which I don't think is as important as some other things, yeah, quality of loss, you all, we lost to Auburn. We lost to the best team in the country. Technically, we'll we'll get to see because I don't know if y'all saw that game against Missouri, um, but that team is weak. If we play them in the SEC tournament again, I think we're going to win. Well, I I wouldn't say weak. I wouldn't say weak. Let me take that back. I wouldn't say weak. I'd just say they've got weaknesses. I think they've got weaknesses. But Kentucky right now slated as a four seed in the East. They would be playing Vermont. Uh, I've not I've not looked at uh, I've not looked at the the Vermont this season. But honestly, when you look at the the region that Kentucky would be playing and they'd be playing with Arizona. Uh, they'd be playing with Marquette, Iowa, Miami, Kansas. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. This is probably one of the weaker divisions in the entire bracket. I'll tell you what right now could be a, just a killer division of the West division because they get Gonzaga, Texas tech and UCLA. And look, none of this is set in stone, right? We've still got a month and a half of basketball left to be played, but as things start to become more clear, I think you're going to get an idea of where these teams, at least the regions they're going to be playing in. And look, I said this on Twitter. I want no part of a region that Texas Tech is playing in. I want no part of a region that they're playing in. Or UCLA, because they just beat number one Arizona, or number one seed Arizona. Uh, so, so honestly, I mean, Kentucky, if we're talking about them getting a draw like this where they have to play Vermont, then Xavier or Murray State, and then they get a shot at potentially Arizona or Florida State, who would be the nine seed, or Indiana, I think either of those two teams, Indiana or Florida State, as the eight or nine, could upset number one Arizona in that bracket. I mean, that's a um, that's a that's definitely. I think you could make the argument for a lot of different paths where Kentucky could make the Final Four. I think they're legitimately capable of doing that. Uh, if Ty Ty Washington comes back, it's going to be really important. But I mean, you start to see all these different bracketologies come out, and you start to see the 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 different draws for these teams, right, and these blue bloods. I think that this draw specifically that I'm looking at right here, and again, you can go to ESPN.com and look at this yourself, but I think this draw right here would be favorable, and I think a lot of draws we're going to see from here on out. Here on out. I think overall, Kentucky fans are going to be relatively pleased with. All right, that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Kentucky. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On UK. You can follow me on Twitter at Lance.Underscore, underscore, and you can follow the show on Instagram at Kentucky Podcast. If you've got any questions, comments, concerns, hit me on socials. Leave a comment below uh, on YouTube. I will see you all tomorrow. Have a good day, everybody, and God bless.